Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to Farmer's Inside Track, episode 319. I'm your host, Dornumdu. In today's episode, we're decoding agriculture's financial landscape by unpacking enterprise budgets. These budgets are far more than mere numbers. They serve as a financial compass for agricultural businesses. Yuan Tiersen, Grain SA economist, will guide us through their pivotal role in financial planning and decision-making, break down essential components, share insights derived from historical data, and ways to navigate uncertainties that often challenge farmers. Grab a notebook and pen, and let's get into it, to better understand enterprise budgets and their profound impact on agriculture. Yuan, it is such a pleasure to welcome you here on Farmers Inside Track. I met you recently and you've agreed to talk to us about a topic that I've been wanting to cover for a while now, that's enterprise budgets. Welcome and thank you so much for agreeing to share your knowledge and experience within the sector. I don't, yeah, thank you very much. It's really a pleasure and it's really a privilege to talk about this topic and give people a little more information about how enterprise budget can make a difference within their business. Definitely. Now, I usually love to start with a bit of background of the person I'm speaking to as a start, just to get to know you more about your journey within the agricultural sector. What got you into agri and more about your work as a grain essay economist? I grew up in a farming community in the Northern Cape. So that was more livestock in the Kalahari with sheep and a little bit of game farming and all that type of stuff. So agriculture was always a thing where I had a passion towards and I wanted to work in the business. So I went to university studying agricultural economics. And from there on, for the last few months of studying and just up until this year, August, I worked for agriculture and economist Johnny van der Merwe. He does different market analysts and those type of stuff. And that's where I really started gaining experience in different sides of agriculture and the market side. And I thought there, but the grain and the market of grain really speaks to me more than other industries within the agriculture business. So then there was an available position at Grain SA and I applied for it. And then I started at Grain SA. And up to now, I really enjoy it. And I think it's really the right business for me. I love it. And I love Johnny. Johnny van Amerwe was featured on this podcast and we always get so much insights from him and his regular updates in the sector. So I'm a super fan of his. <laughs> Johnny is really a great guy with a lot of knowledge. And I think he really just wants to contribute to giving information to every farmer out there yep. to make the best possible decisions they can. So great that I now get to speak to someone who worked very closely with him to create that kind of content and share that information. So that's really amazing. Now, Mian, thank you so much again for joining me and for giving some insights into the topic of today, which is around enterprise budgets. And my first question would literally be to you know find out more about what the primary purpose is of creating an enterprise budget. And you've actually just alluded to the fact that it does differ depending on what commodity you're working with and which area you're focusing on within the agricultural industry. And then more so kind of finding out from you, how does it benefit agricultural businesses in terms of financial planning and decision-making overall? Setting up the enterprise budget will differ if you're a grain producer or if you're a livestock producer, or if you're just an agribusiness in general. And just quickly to point out the differences is when we look at a grain producer's budget, we, we mainly focus on the yield, on how much the market price would be, on input costs like 
seed and fertilizer and those type of stuff that an agribusiness like a miller or a saint veg doing grain storage doesn't account for. They do account for market price, but they do not account for a yield or fertilizer cost or a fuel cost maybe. If we look at a livestock budget, then we have other costs like replacement of ewes and coughing percentages and those type of stuff. And do you buy certain feed or do you graze them on land or do you plant something that the animals just graze on? So you have different focuses when you move from one commodity, let's say from grain to a livestock, and then a different focus is then when you move to an agribusiness like a miller or like a seed base or somebody that stores grain. And just more so around what enterprises are aimed at or the benefits of a specific enterprise budget focused on, for example, grain, which is the area that you're specifically focusing on at the moment. Why is this important for an agricultural business owner to understand from day one? So to focus on a grain producer, to the main benefit of this is for planning, is to know this will be my expenses, this will be my income, and this will be my profit, my potential profit, or mace, or some seasons, there will be a loss. And unfortunately, that's the reality of it. And that's why we use this tool right, to see what should I do, at what cost should I produce, or at what market price should I sell my grain, or, or my livestock, whatever, to get a profit at the end of the day and at the end of the season. Because we have to understand that from a producer's side, this is his only income. This is the income he has to live off. This is the income he has to feed his family of and all those type of other expenses. Now, could you explain to us, Yuan, you know, the key components of an enterprise budget and how they are calculated, including revenues, expenses, net income or profit? So we have four big components when looking at a grain producer's budget. The first is the income that every other budget has. Then we have our variable costs. Then we have a fixed cost, and then at the end, we have your profit and loss. So other budgets may have overhead costs or living expenses or something like that. With grain enterprise budgets, especially, we work those costs into your fixed cost, or we don't work in the living cost because then we just take your profit that you're making from your enterprise budget and we draw it into your balance sheet as an income. And the other costs will be sure reflected on the balance sheet. So those are the components calculating it. On the other hand, so just to quickly explain it is for your income, we take your projected yield. From there, we multiply it with your projected market price. So let's say you have a yield of five times a hectare and we have a market price of three times a hectare. Multiply those two and we get an, we get an income. From that income, we deduct the location differential, which is a really important expense that any farmer knows Every grain farmer knows he has to pay. That will be the first income line. Then from there, we go into the variable cost. So the big five components making up 75% of your variable cost would be seed costs, your fertilizer, your fuel, your chemical costs, and then lastly, maintenance costs. So all of those are calculated separately and then brought into the enterprise budget to, at the end, go into your variable cost. Then for the fixed cost situation, we look at salaries, we look at maybe living expenses for some for some farmers, and then we also have stuff like leases. Maybe you have a lease on your on your land, or you have some type of production loan 
that your payments are due, that all those costs are brought into your fixed cost. And then delivery, which is add the variable cost and the fixed cost subtracted from your income, and then you get your profits. Just in terms of another aspect that I read up on that is also very important is the role of historical data. What role does this historical data and specifically record keeping play in the creation and management of enterprise budgets? And then how can farmers leverage this information to make more informed decisions and track financial performance over time? Record keeping and historical data is is one of those, I think, most unutilized but most important stuff that people forget about because the accuracy of enterprise budget rely on the information you put into it. And to know that in a La Nina year that we have lots of rain, cooler temperatures, better growing conditions, you maybe have a yield of five tons hectare. But also knowing that in an El Nino year that we're going into for the next season, we have fewer rains, hotter temperatures, less favorable growing conditions, and you only get four tons hectare. All these record keeping and historic data gives your enterprise budget more accurate information. And at the end of the day, you can do better planning. And in terms of leveraging these historic costs is just to know that the data you've put into your enterprise budget is correct and it is right and you can trust it. Then just, I think I'll maybe get five times. To do that is to play a very dangerous game in terms of planning your whole season on an enterprise budget then using historical data. Do you saying yes, I know in this type of conditions, I'll get this type of yield. In this type of conditions, I'll get this type of yield. And it will just make your enterprise more accurate. And then also just a question that I want to add into the, for someone who's just starting out their business, is it possible to kind of do this with forward planning, I guess? Or how does it work in terms of that setting up an enterprise budget for someone who's just starting out in the industry? Is there a difference between how they would do it compared to someone that has been in the business for a long time? How does that compare? If you could just explain that briefly before I go into my next question. So someone that has been doing it, they obviously has data backing up the enterprise budget. So they can say, okay, in a Nino year, I'll be producing five tons a year, but in an El Nino year, I'll be producing four tons a year. And they know that because they have been producing or they have been in the business for a few years and they have experienced a Lama in a year and they have experienced a El Nino year. For someone starting out here, I think it's very important to get to know the people in the area because the farming community is a very close community and we like to share information to get everybody on that next level or to go to the commercial farm or get that better yield. And for him or for her, it's very important to get to know the people in the area to say, okay, my neighbor to the right, he gets about four times a hectare in the El Nino year. My neighbor to the left gets around 4.2. So I can use an average of maybe 4.1 for my enterprise budget. It's also important to get to know the local fertilizer expert and the local chemical expert. Those guys know the area, they know the type of conditions, these they know the conditions we certain prices associated with. So these guys can give you a lot of information that you can use to put into your enterprise budget. So I would say the main differences between someone being in the industry for a long time and someone that has just started is people in that's been in the industry for a long time has data that they experience themselves that they can use. People coming into the industry 
has to rely a bit more on other people around them to give them that valuable information. I think it connects so well with so many of the conversations that I've had around equipping yourself with the right information and the right people around you and that you're not working in isolation and that you're part of this whole value chain and accessing that information and using it to your benefit is really important. I want to talk for a moment about how you account for variable costs, fixed costs and overhead expenses when developing an enterprise budget and why this is important to distinguish between and also why it is important to distinguish between these categories. So accounting for them, let's begin with the variable cost is, like I said, there's the big five components that make up 75% of this. And these are your seed costs, your fertilizers, your chemicals, your fuel, and then your maintenance costs. So so the importance of knowing each of these is because of these components make up so big percentage of your variable cost. And at the end, your variable cost is the biggest expense you have in terms of your whole enterprise budget is to really get your enterprise budget as accurate as possible. So for seed cost, it will differ drastically from one person to the next just by the company they use or by the type of cultivar they use. So let's say you are a buyer supporter and I'm a partner supporter. My seed cost will vary from yours just because of the different company you're using. In terms of fertilizers, fertilizers are a really big concession we can have in terms of what type of fertilizers are you using? How are you using the fertilizers? At which stages are you using the fertilizers? And all those costs also comes into play when you're calculating or setting up the enterprise budget. Fuel costs, definitely also how big are your tractors? How much fuel do they use per hectare? How much time do you drive up and down a hectare? All those come into play for maintenance. Maintenance is a really, really difficult calculation to have. And we really recommend people doing enterprise budgets for the first time, not to attempt on using this calculation because most people will get it wrong. There's a lot of different aspects going into that people can forget. So we would say if if you're doing your enterprise budget yourself, I'll give later more tips on how can you manage that type of challenge. And then the other is your chemicals. And this is where you need your local chemical expert in the area because chemicals from one area to another area will differ in time in types of different climates and all those type of stuff. To distinguish between the variable cost and the fixed cost, it's important to know that is because your fixed cost doesn't have that type of impact on the the cost you're producing your, your grain by. And to know the cost of reducing a ton of grain is is very important in terms of profitability. That's what I'll say is the most important of knowing the difference between each of those categories. So much insights. And I think that we can probably, you know, speak on this topic for, for the entire day and not really cover all the aspects of it. And I would like to get into like you mentioned, like if you're doing it by yourself, you're getting additional support or someone on the outside to help you with this a little bit later. You spoke about variability and discussing your price projections in your last few comments. Can you maybe just talk to us about the importance of accurate yield and price projections when creating an enterprise budget and how can farmers mitigate risk associated with uncertain market conditions? I think the most important note to give before I continue is a farmer really needs a lot of people around him to make the best decisions available. So a farmer would have a locally expert on fertilizer. He would have a local expert on chemicals. 
then he would have his accountant that does all his books for him. And then I think one of the most important guys to build trust with is your market guy, the guy who sells your grain for you. Um, so to have an accurate yield and accurate market price is very important because a half ton lower or a half ton higher can be the difference between making a profit or making a loss. And the same for your market price. A 200 rand a ton higher or 200 rand a ton lower can also be the difference between making a profit or making a loss for the season. Definitely in seasons where we have fewer rains, hotter temperatures, fewer yields, all those types of stuff play a role in how accurate your data is. Because if the data your prudent enterprise budget is accounted for a El Nino year, in a La Nino year, you won't have the same expenses. Or if it's calculated for a La Nino year to a El Nino year, you won't have the same incomes. And so I think it's really important to put in the most accurate data and to mitigate price risk or market risk. This is where your market guy or the people you're using or the company you're using that sells your grain is very important. And to build a trust relationship with that guy, because there are so many financial instruments, not every farmer can extensively have knowledge about. Like example, you have forward contracts, you have future contracts, you have options. Within options, you have different types of options you can use to mitigate market risk. And I think it's really important for you, the company you use to sell your grain, to build that relationship of trust. So that if you tell the guy, you know what, just hold on before you sell the grain for one more week, you would have the decency either to respect your decision or tell you, you know what, I think you're making a mistake. Prices are going down if you don't sell it at this price. Or I know you want to sell your grain, just hold on a bit. Prices are going up and to have that mutual trust in each other. Because without that, I think selling your grain is a much more harder task than having a trust of someone that's expertise you can trust and you can know will be right. Again, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of accessing this information and accessing the information from the right people. And so that's also why I enjoy presenting this podcast and getting insights from experts like yourself, Yuan. Now, you spoke very briefly on some of the challenges. My next question is, what are the main challenges or uncertainties that farmers often encounter when developing enterprise budgets? And how can they effectively address these challenges to improve budget accuracy? The biggest challenges and the one that is most easily sorted is record keeping. If they have accurate data. So if you record keep and you know in this type of situation I have this yield and in this type of situation I have this yield and I use this amount of fertilizer and I use this amount of fuel, that is one of the things that people struggle with because they don't record keep in saying, okay, this season I know I've purchased a thousand liters of diesel. So next season I know, okay, I can account for around thousand liters of diesel, maybe more, maybe less, depending which practices I use. But I know that would be a great number to start from. Or in a drier year, I'll produce four tons of acres, but in a wetter year, I'll produce six tons of maize. So that is one of the challenges is to know what type of numbers should I use in my enterprise budget. The other challenge I would say is, is projecting a market price because as we know, the market is very volatile and the price goes up and down every single day. Something small internationally can have a big impact on our market prices. And I think to have a most accurate market price is to know at what cost should I sell my grain. So if I know my input cost to produce one ton of grain is at 2,000 rand, 
then I can know, okay, everything above 2,000 Rand is a profit. Everything below that is a loss. And working from there to projecting, okay, in this time period and also talking to your grain seller so that he can advise you and say, okay, if we sell your grain at this time period, we can expect a market price of between this and this. If you sell it at this period, we can expect a market price of this and this because although prices go up and down, we have seasonality. So we know at the end of the year, year in December, the price is usually higher than it is in June. And then usually year round, February, March, May, the prices are almost at its highest. And then just before all the season start, the prices come down again. So we can use some of those knowledge to have a prediction on what prices might be. And then I think the most difficult calculation in the whole enterprise budget is your maintenance on machinery because it doesn't just account for the technician coming out and servicing your tractor or servicing your implements. It accounts for depreciation or all those type of stuff. And I think for someone that isn't experienced creating those or doing those calculations is to go to an accountant, ask him they do depreciation on all those costs on a regular basis and ask those people for help. If you don't use a company to do your enterprise budgets, because I know Senvase does enterprise budgets for their clients and Grain Headside do enterprise budgets for our clients and Johnny does enterprise budgets for his clients. So if you're not using an expert and you're using and you're doing it on your own, ask help from an accountant, somebody like that, that does bring into depreciation and face value and all those type of calculations to help you with that one. Now, how do you factor in depreciation and replacement costs for machinery and equipment in enterprise budgets? I know that you've mentioned this along the way throughout our conversation already, but can you just list some of the strategies that farmers can employ to optimize machinery investment decisions? Yeah, definitely. So one of the most important decisions you have you can make on investment opportunities into your machinery is to have the right machinery for the right job you're doing. So we would say the optimal, let's say, uh, optimal tractor for planting uh, 500 hectares would be a tractor that is, let's say, 200 horsepower because with that tractor, you can only have one or two but do all the work. But having a 200 horsepower tractor when planting only 10 hectares would be totally inefficient. But because the tractor is too large for the type of ground you're working, but having a 200 horsepower tractor and working a thousand hectares would also be too ineffective because it would take you too long to work the fields. So I think it is really important if you want to buy machinery and implements and all those type of stuff, you should talk to the company you're buying it from. So if you're a Tace or a John Deere guy, just go to them. Tell them, you know what, I'm planting this much of hectares. What do you recommend? Which size tractor do I use? How big implements do I use to get the most effective working time from all of those implements? And then on calculating machinery costs and the maintenance costs, if done by professionals, there are a lot of calculations going into it. And I think we'll be talking for another hour just to explain that calculation to everybody. But if you do it yourself, I would say, hey, just take your service cost, work that into your in enterprise budget, and then tell your accountant that you should use the depreciation of all those costs in your balance sheet rather than you bringing that into your enterprise budget and not into your balance sheet. Because that will be the most accurate calculation for someone doing it by themselves for the first time. 
That would be my recommendation. Thanks so much, Yon. My last question would be around, in the context of enterprise budgets, can you elaborate on the concept of break-even analysis and its significance for determining the minimum level of production required to cover costs? Obviously, we all want to make money, but we also don't want to lose anything. Can you talk us through that, please? A break-even analysis, in our speaking terms, have a different thing also. We sometimes call it the sensitivity and analyze. You can do it in three ways. You can do it in the perspective of a market price. You can do it in the perspective of an input cost, or you can bring those two different perspectives into one calculation. So just to explain the differences. So when you do it out of a market cost perspective, you have a constant yield. Let's say you would have a constant yield of 5,000, you would have a constant input cost of, let's say, 10,000 Rand a hectare. And then you would just vary your market price. Let's say I sell my five tons at 3,000 Rand. What would be my profit? If I sell my five tons at 3,200 Rand, what would be my profit? And so on until you get to whatever range you want it to be in. If you look at it from an input cost or a yield perspective, you would keep your market price the same. Let's say you'll use a market price of 3,500 and you would keep that constant, but you would vary your yield. So you would say, okay, what if I produce four tons a hectare? What happens if I produce 4.5 tons? What would happen if I produce five tons? What would happen if I produce six tons? And you can do that. Or you can do those type of calculations in one and combine those two into one big table, a bit more intense in calculating that. But I think it's really important calculation to do and to master because if you do that, if I produce four tons at this price, I'll make a profit. But if I produce four tons at this price, then I'll make a loss. Or you can say, okay, if I have a market price of, let's say, 30,000 Rand that most farmers would be very depressed for having. They can know, okay, if I have a market price of three tons, that isn't the greatest market price. But if I produce six tons of grain, I'll still make a profit, although I have the weaker market price. So I think it's a very important tool, not to only to know where your profits and losses, but just to keep the farmer or the producer on a common level, just to know Okay, if the price is 3,000 Rand, I'll still be fine. I'll still make money. I'll still be profitable. But if the market price goes lower than that, then I know I have to make plans on being more profitable. And obviously, this expert knowledge and experience from your side as an economist is available for farmers to call on and get advisement on, irrespective of what commodity you're working in and what you're producing. Where do I go for this kind of information And how do I best use it to grow my business and to just see that it is viable for the long run and to create wealth? There's not only one place where you can get this information. This information is readily available. So if you go into the Green ESA website, there you will find a lot of information. I know Johnny produced a lot of content on information about market prices, the way prices are going. Grain ASA, if you're a producer and you're one of our clients, we give a lot of the services to those clients for free or because they are a client. And then I would say, just look around. There's lots of places giving this information. I too do a bit of information on my LinkedIn account. So for a farmer's perspective, don't be shy to ask around, where can I get information? 
where can I find this? Where can I find this? Because nine out of 10 times, somebody would tell you, no, I know a guy or go onto this platform or look up this company. They have this information available. Thanks, Johan Tiersen, Grain SA economist for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. You can, of course, read more on this topic by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Don Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food from Zanzi, thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. 